Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Welcome everyone to We Go Boldly, the podcast. We are, as always, super excited to have you with us and uh, welcome Tova. Happy to be talking to you as I always am on this very hot for us end of July for you guys. I don't know, this will probably be almost September, if not September by the time you're hearing us, but I am sitting in my office, unfortunately, roasting. Um, How are you today, Tova? I am Good. Yeah, I think it's important to note that we do both have access to air conditioning in parts of our house, but not the places that we usually record. Never in my office. (laughs) And so that always makes us talk about the heat. And for that, uh, I apologize. Indeed, Um, indeed. But but happily today we were talking about acceptance. So I am working on accepting the state of my office today. There you (laughs) go. Just how hot it happens to be. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I was almost going to dive right in. I know that we need to start with the definition first. That is what we need to to start with. I before we get there, I just want to talk about, um, as everyone knows, we research, right? We do a fair amount of research for every episode. And sometimes our research confirms what we were thinking already. Um, And because frankly, it's usually not the first time we're reading about an issue. Uh, But well, sometimes it either brings to light something new or really is a aha moment, I would say. And and I was lucky to do the research on this and thoroughly enjoyed it and also had a number of, oh, that's (laughs) what this means kind of moments. And I was telling Riley right before this started that I always struggled with the serenity prayer, which I think is often associated with acceptance. And I struggle because you're supposed to accept the things you cannot change. And I never liked that part. And it sort of turned me off to the word acceptance at all, mm-hmm. but <laughs> in general, um, <laughs> But as I did the research and really learned what acceptance is, what acceptance isn't, and why it is so important for everything that we've talked about in the entire podcast up to this point, everything we're talking about in season three with empathy, it is really one of those first steps. Now, it's not necessarily the first thing that you do because you might have to do a lot of work before you're able to do the acceptance, but it's really, it's so important. And so I am very glad that we are talking about it. If only because it's been a great experience for me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) look, we have this happen to us all the time because as you said, we, well, one, obviously we've talked about this at length. We always research our episodes because we don't want to come out here and just say things that are, you know, verifiably untrue. But 
also this is a this is a learning process for us as we go we you know we're lifelong learners we're always going to learn something new that's part of the joy of doing it is there's always something new to be learned something new to uncover about ourselves and uh, each other and the world at large and that's such a, a wonderful part of life and if that ever stops i mean oh we're going to be in trouble we're going to be really bored if that ever stops so um but yeah i it's interesting that you raised that serenity prayer because i have also for a variety of reasons that this this episode is not going to talk about but but particularly that acceptance part and it, it is accept the things you cannot change um really is like one of those where you kind of get your back up and you're like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm not comfortable with that sentence. So I think, uh, you know, a large part of the conversation we're going to have today will start to unpack some of that instinctual, like resistance to the idea of, wait a minute, I can't, I don't want to accept that I, there's things I can't change. I, that's very uncomfortable. I don't like that feeling. Um, but let's get into it. Let's talk about what does acceptance mean? Shall we Shall we get into our definitions? Yeah, let's jump right in. All right. Um, so this is not a Webster definition, but it is just one that I read and I liked. And acceptance means embracing reality. It is a willingness to experience things as they are instead of insisting that they be as you want them to be. And that was one of the uh, definitions that I was like, oh, now I understand. And when you were talking about how your room is hot, or I was saying it as well, and we can't, you know, we don't have air conditioning access here. It, I started thinking about that definition and thinking, you actually can't change anything that you're not willing to accept. So you have to accept that your room is hot. If you right. didn't accept that, if you kept pretending that the air conditioning actually reached your office, you would never take steps to change that. Right. So that is like a really obviously, you know, minor example. But to me, this is where my mind keeps blowing up today. Yeah. Well, and it's a very literal example, right? Of like, it's super tangible, but it's, I think it's a useful example because you can extrapolate out from that, of course, into less literal scenarios that we're going to dive into that, you know, that, but you, if you always come back to this idea that, you know, I have to accept that there is no air conditioning in my office and that the air conditioner in the rest of the house doesn't reach my office. Otherwise, you know, I would stop trying to get it. <laughs> trying to get it to reach here, um, that if you can extrapolate out from that, it makes it a little easier to start to understand. Um, I think another important definition that we want to raise and start thinking about is radical acceptance. And that is, you know, it's something that's been bandied about for a while now. You, I think there's books written about it. You've seen it on probably on talk shows and other podcasts and on the internets and and around in uh, social media. And that is about accepting life on life's terms and not resisting what you can, cannot or choose not to change. That's a hard sentence to say. Um, and so radical acceptance is really about saying yes to life just as it is. And that's a really sort of esoteric, big, heavy, heavy thing to think about and do. Um, but it's important to the conversation. Definitely. And I think 
as I was reading that, you know, there is this part of me and I know it is part of you that screams, but I want to change it. I want to make things better. It's not okay as it is. And what hooks me a little bit to understand this concept better is also the concept that it is as it is at this precise moment and it can change and it is temporary. Life as we know from living it is continually temporary. And there are moments and days and weeks and sometimes yes, months and years that feel like they're never going to end, but inevitably they do. It is all temporary. And so I am more accepting of this concept of acceptance by recognizing that and also recognizing what acceptance is not. So it is not agreeing with the way things are in the sense that I think they're okay, right? It is not weakness by saying, all right, this is the way it is. I'm just going to lay down. It's not giving (laughs) up or quitting or resignation. All of those things, it is just recognizing life for what it is at this moment. And that can allow you to hopefully, you know, accept your own self as it is at this moment without judgment. And that is so important in this acceptance process, but accept other people as well and other lives and life choices and experiences that other people have without judgment, because you are accepting the world as it is at this exact moment. Yeah. And it's, that's the, I guess that in my mind is the, the crux of the definition is the, the timeliness of it. The fact that when we are talking about acceptance, we are talking about the temporal nature of it. We're not talking about, I accept it. And I think it's going to be this way for the rest of eternity. It's, we're talking about, I accept that this is how things are in this particular moment but that doesn't mean they won't be different in the next moment or in 10 years from now or, you know, whenever. And that allows, at least for me, it allows me a much more, uh, it allows for me to feel much more comfortable in accepting things as they are today, because then I don't have to sit here and go, well, it's never going to change oh, I'm going to be this way forever. Everything's stuck. Oh no. You know, and you get that sort of panicky feeling of this is how things are and nothing's ever going to change, but that's, that's not acceptance. That's, that's anxiety to be honest, but you know, that's something else entirely. And so if we can start to, as you said, Tova, look at it, like just an, more of an acknowledgement of the reality of your circumstances, the reality of the world around you, the reality of other people's circumstances, then we can start to bring in what we've been talking about all season long, which is the idea of empathy and the idea of a collective empathy, because this acknowledgement of circumstances and reality is something that um, I think a lot of people really struggle with acknowledging that things are what they are at any given moment can be very uncomfortable. You know, nobody wants to see necessarily the bad things that are happening and name them because that, you know, feels uncomfortable. That makes people feel like 
they have to address those bad things if they name them. Or even, you know, I've found certainly with a lot of the women that I've worked with, you know, sometimes they don't want to name the good things that are happening and they don't want to celebrate them because they feel like that's bragging or being, you know, too, um, uh, talking too highly of themselves and that they'll be looked down on for doing that. So there's all sorts of weird nuance in, in talking about what's actually happening versus hiding it. And it's a very, I find strange sort of world that we live in where we don't just talk about what's actually happening in our, in our day-to-day lives. Well, and I think you highlighted something that's really important, which is, as in many cases, if you don't allow yourself to feel the disappointment or grief or pain when you're accepting a situation, you're also not giving yourself permission to feel the joy or the happiness, you know, or the pride in, in doing something wonderful. And so acceptance, if we're talking about the grief or the pain side of things can be very, very hard and painful, but when you're talking about the other side, it, 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 you know, it's the both sides of a coin. And I think that you're right. A lot of people, including myself, have what we call, you know, sometimes you call it rose colored glasses on or blinders on, or we've talked a lot about toxic positivity because that's something that I have worked with both balancing this natural innate sense of positivity, (laughs) but being also accepting of situations as they currently are. And so I think it is something that is very easy to do and we're very protective. I've learned over the last few years that our brains are constantly trying to protect us. And sometimes that means disassociating from reality. And I don't mean in the sense of a mental illness, although that happens. I mean, just, I'm going to keep things in my little box. I'm going to keep my head down and I'm just going to get through the day because I cannot accept what my life looks like right now. And your brain will help you do that. And so it, it is an action word, acceptance or accept. It is doing something. And sometimes it means overriding your instincts, but it is for the good of yourself. And I think for the good of humanity that we force ourselves to do that. Yeah. And the other sort of wonderful side effect, I think of acceptance and, and acknowledging where you are and your current circumstances, whether they're, you know, good, bad, or neutral, is that it is a, it's an opening. It's a behavior that draws people in instead of pushing people away. And so it allows other people to come into your space and lift you up. If you are celebrating, it allows other people to celebrate with you. If you are suffering, it allows other people to hold space for you. If you are simply going through your day and acknowledging, I didn't get the things I wanted to get done today, it allows other people to go, oh, me neither. And, and you do that together. It, it is, a, it is a, a binder of sorts versus something where if you are 
you know, going through your life and you are not accepting of the realities of the space around you and the way in which you are functioning in the world, or even the way in which anyone else is functioning in the world, if you're not acknowledging their realities and accepting of their realities, that is something that creates walls and barriers between us. And of course, you know, and we'll get, I think, to this later in the show, that is, it, that makes it very hard to reach this collective empathy that we've been trying to talk about for, you know, six, this is the sixth episode now. It's, it's very hard to show empathy and to build empathy if you are not one, accepting of yourself, but two, accepting of other people. And so this is sort of just another tool in the toolbox to, to move towards that larger empathetic society. Definitely, definitely. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Are you looking to connect? Do you want more from your relationship with our show? You may think this is a Match.com ad, but no, we're asking you to join our Go Boldly Together Facebook community. That's right, friends. Join us on Facebook at Go Boldly Together and help us build our bold society of limitless women. Let's connect. Converse and laugh together as a community. Plus, we promise no weird pics like you might find on a dating site. That's right. See you on Facebook at Go Boldly Together. Back to the show. Okay, we are back. Welcome back. Um, to, to pick up where you were last talking, uh, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the benefits of acceptance, both to ourselves and for the, the larger world. And I've been thinking about when I experience anxiety and we've talked about before, like I go to therapy and I read books about things. And, you know, one suggestion my therapist made was that when I am feeling particularly anxious to think about what is versus what if right? Like what, it, what are my feelings focused on? The way things are right now or the way you think things are or being worried about the future of how things could be, right? And so accepting how things are in that exact moment to me is a way to sort of ground yourself in the presence. And another definition of acceptance that I saw is, or it was described as being compassionate presence, because you're not bringing judgment to that moment. You're not saying, well, it should be like this, or it could be, it better be, you know, whatever. You're not, you're not judging the moment. You're saying, okay, this is how it is right now. Let's, let's check in and, and really accept what is going on at this exact moment. And to me, that can be very grounding and unless you are experiencing a, a significant loss or something like that, in all likelihood, the present is not as bad as you might think it is if you're experiencing anxiety. You know, if, if you really tap in to that moment, it might not actually be as bad as your mind is racing and allowing it to be. Yeah. And I, and I think the same is true on the flip side of that. If you are somebody who is often stuck in the past and sort of revisiting, you know, what might have been or the way things were or what has happened and how you could have acted differently or, 
you know, any of those things, which is often associated with depression or depressive thoughts. Um, and if you are able to move into more of an acceptance mindset, it allows you to gain some level of relief from that because you're focusing more on, you know, what is actually happening right now, as opposed to the things that have happened in the past. And it gives you, like I said, some sense of relief and it, and it is, it is relief if you can let go of that past focused, um, past looking sort of mindset, which can, you know, you get sucked into that. And that's like a hamster wheel of thought process, much like an anxiety thought process, which is so much more forward focused of what might happen and where might you wind up. And um, getting into the mindset of acceptance of what is and what is happening currently and being able to be present focused, it allows you some relief from those things. So I think, you know, there's obviously there's endless benefits to acceptance <laughs> as we keep talking about it it allows you to really be more mindful and to be more aware of your own life and your own feelings about your life and we sort of always talk about this and kind of circle back to your inner voice but if you you know if you are able to find that that quiet stillness inside you and that space inside you and hear your own inner voice um it will help you in this process of acceptance and this process of accepting what is currently. And, and it's, I, you know, we, we've said it several times now, but I think it's really important to know accepting what is doesn't mean that you have to like it. It doesn't mean you have to be thrilled with what, <laughs> what is right now. What is might not be your best life. It might not be where you want to be. It might just be, be your step to getting to where you want to be. But you can't change anything. You can't make anything better or different or worse or you can't change unless you've accepted that something is a certain way. You it's like if I want to, you know, put if I want to make a, a color, I can't make it unless I know what the colors are to to create that color right? if I can't make green unless I know I have blue and yellow to make it so you have to accept your circumstances in order to get to the next step that you want to get to if you don't if you aren't even aware enough at that point of where you are it's very hard to move forward it, I know that's a convoluted way of saying it I'm getting a little tongue-tied in the, in the explanation well well, yeah, because I think that oftentimes when we think about accepting things as they are, what we're saying, what people hear is that you're accepting them so you're not looking to change them. Right. And that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is to be cognizant enough of the way things are. And if you talk to somebody who was in an abusive relationship, they will tell you that for a very long time, often, they didn't realize they were in an abusive relationship or they weren't picking up the signs. Maybe they had blinders on, maybe their mind was protecting them, but either way, they were not accepting of the way things actually were. And it wasn't until they were able to accept those things that they were able to start taking the steps to remove themselves from the situation. 
And the same thing could be said if you have an uncomfortable or even dangerous work environment. If you keep dismissing things or pretending it's not part of your reality, then you don't know that something needs to change. And so what I'm realizing that I really didn't think about before is acceptance is truly the, that step that you need to take in order to make changes because then you can clearly see what needs to be changed. Right. And it's, you know, when I was in a personal story for me, when I was in my law firm, it took me a very long time to accept that it was a very unhealthy situation for me personally, Um, that it was not a good fit for me, that it was negatively impacting my mental health, that the hours I was working um, and that the environment I was in was not, good for me because I was so caught up in what I thought I should be doing and what I thought the outside world expected. And I couldn't hear my own inner voice saying, you know, what was true for me. All I could hear was the expectations. And so once the moment happened, I mean, it wasn't really a moment. It was like a a long drawn out experience, (laughs) but once the acceptance of, oh, this is really unhealthy for me um, happened. That's when I was able to start making changes. But I couldn't have made any of those changes until I looked around me and went, wow, this is this is very unhealthy for me. Um, you know, and it's all very individual because that and that's what makes it hard. You could be in an environment that is, you know, chock full of great things for everybody else and it's unhealthy for you and that's part of the 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 confusion and the difficulty right is that you may look around and you say everybody else seems pretty happy here but i'm not happy what's you know what's wrong with me like why am i broken and which and i'm speaking from personal experience that was exactly what was happening to me everybody else seemed perfectly fine and happy doing what they what the same things I was doing and I was not. Um, and so you have to, you know, find, like I said, you have to find that inner voice and recognize that, well, you're an individual. And so your, your feelings, your thresholds, your opinions, your purpose is going to be different than, you know, person A, B, C next to you and that that's okay. Um, and, and, you know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you or the people next to you. It's just, we're individuals. And so we have to start to find a way to listen to that inner voice and then accept it. And that's, that's the hard part is accepting it and going, oh, I am this person and I'm a, you know, worthwhile individual all by myself. And I can have my own feelings and my own experiences and maybe this environment isn't great for me. And so now I've accepted that and I can make changes. But until you start hearing those things and, and acknowledging them and then accepting them, there's no there's not a lot of room for change because you'll spend a lot of time thinking that there's something wrong with you or that you're missing some you know point that everybody else is getting or you're confused <laughs> you know, or something's going on that you don't you don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting over here laughing because I I had a very similar experience, except that I assumed that everybody else was miserable too. I was just like, oh, this is just the way it is. We just all go to work and we all hate it. Cool. All right. So, 
And I thought there was something wrong with me for not accepting that, right? And, and I was seeing signs everywhere and TV shows and everybody talks about the slog of work. And then I would look at my parents and I have four parents and they all loved their jobs and were mm. passionate about them. And I would look and go, I, everybody around me is miserable. If they weren't, something doesn't line up here. And it took a very long time. And once, and, and I went through a very similar process. So I don't even need to repeat it because it was like the shoulds and what I should be feeling. And, but what I realized later, once I took myself out of that unhappy situation, everybody else wasn't unhappy. I mean, certainly some people were, but there are a hundred percent people who like to go to the same office every day and like to do the same. I mean, they were just happy as clams. I was the one that was miserable. And, um, and so, yeah, I think just being aware of the realities of your situation. So it was really when I accepted the way things were that I was able to make, make the change. And when I was able to realize that some people were happy and some people weren't happy, but I, I knew how I felt. And I think similar to what you were saying is if you're not listening to your inner voice, you can't even accept how you feel because you don't, you don't know how you feel. And it could be society that's telling you how you feel or who knows. It's just not reality, whatever it is, it's not reality. Um, and I do want to say one thing though, because we're talking about all of the benefits of acceptance and there are many benefits of acceptance. There is also a benefit, but the short term makes it harder, which is it can be incredibly painful to accept how things are. There is a reason that denial is part of the grief process. And it is because it is so hard, whether you are grieving the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of a marriage, or sometimes the loss of the life that you thought you had, whatever it is, there is a reason that denial is so strong. And the fact of the matter is that the sooner you do accept the situation, the sooner you are able to begin to process the feelings. Because if you are pretending that whatever is the reality isn't actually the reality or whatever has happened hasn't happened, you're not processing those feelings. So it is just extending the process. And while you are pretending, there is inner turmoil and it can hurt and it can be hard. It's just not the, it's a different pain than the one you need to process. So it's just, in the end, it's more pain. And so I do think it's important that we recognize that, that, that we recognize that when we're telling you to accept circumstances, it could mean that feeling that reality is crashing down on you. But what we have both experienced in our lives and what is apparent with all of the research that we've do, doing is it is better in the long run. The sooner you can accept reality, the better. Yeah. And whatever that reality may be, and, and you may be doing it in small bits and pieces. Maybe you don't 
do it all at once, or maybe you, you know, do it in, in the comfort of the relative comfort of a therapeutic setting, whatever it needs to be is obviously, you know, the, the path you should pursue our, our feeling and certainly our experience in, in a lifetime of pursuing this path is that, you know, the sooner, the sooner, the better. And when you look back at all the times that, you know, something has happened in your life, big or small, and you resisted, you, you know, you resisted acknowledging the reality of what was happening, um, whether it was, you know, maybe a bad breakup or having to leave a job or, um, you know, change, change your life in some way that was unsettling or even something good, but that was scary. Cause you know, we've talked about the, the fear barrier before that can be very frightening, but often involves something good in your life. Those things, the more you sort of procrastinate them, the more you put them off, the more you deny their, their reality, the larger they loom in your life. And if you look back at, at those experiences that you may or may not have had and sort of analyze what it was like for you, you know, did it, did it hinder your growth process to delay accepting the reality of what, what was happening? I, I think these are good, um, good undertakings for us all to do, to look back and not to, to wallow in it, not to let ourselves sort of fit in the emotion of it, but just to look back and analyze it and say, well, this, this actually did help me or this didn't. And how did it impact my growth going forward? These are, these are tools that you can use to learn how to deal with your life today in a way that is more useful and productive. And that sounds so analytical because that's where my brain's at today. But I mean, <laughs> it's a way, it's a way to make, you know, to make it easier for yourself to say, oh yeah, I remember that time where I had this really horrible breakup. And if I had just accepted that, you know, uh, she was a terrible person and, <laughs> and I was much better off and started the grieving process right away, it, you know, I would have gotten over it faster, which is not to say that's, you know, that's the automatic process, but I make it, I'm making a joke in some ways and in other ways I'm not, right? Like you can look back and see these things for what they are and go, okay, you know, this might've made my life a little easier had I started from a different perspective. And um, it's just one tool to help you in, in your process, in your journey to what we always call a more limitless life, a, a life that is less encumbered by the weight of you know, social expectation or burdens or things of that nature. And who doesn't want that? I mean, I do. So um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break uh, and talk to you about a few things. And then we will be right back. Do you need more email? Have you not signed up for enough this year? How is your internet scrolling going right now? Let us help you out. That's right. It's time to subscribe to our Go Boldly Initiative newsletter and check out our shiny new website. Head on over to www.goboldlyinitiative.com to sign up right now. You'll stay on top of exciting news and upcoming events and get a chance for some fun freebies. At goboldlyinitiative.com, you will find info about us, the podcast, our Patreon community, and of course, everyone's favorite, merch. And don't forget... Your inbox isn't really full until you hear from the Go Boldly Initiative. Back to the episode. 
Welcome back. So we have defined acceptance for you. We have talked about the benefits of acceptance. Now we get into the nitty gritty of how to practice acceptance. And one of the ways is actually to start with the process that Riley was just talking about of looking back and kind of learning from your experience without judgment. Um, spoiler alert, that might be part of your homework. Uh, but let's talk about that whole concept of, of not bringing judgment into your current life, right? So sometimes it's easier to look back and say, oh, okay, now that I can see the arc of that story in my life, I can see that I did the best I could. I could see where acceptance would have done better, but I'm looking at it without judgment. And then we come to today and we're going, well, I've done this wrong today and this wrong today, and I should have done this and I should have done that. And if I would have just done this, this would have been this way. And I'm not getting to my to-do list and I have this to do, you know, and, and we're just judging. I mean, it is, we are not looking at reality in a clear and kind or compassionate perspective. We are looking at it with loads of judgment. And so one of the first steps of accepting the way things are, reality, is to not look at the moment, the day, the week, your relationship, your job, whatever we're looking at as good as bad or bad. Let's just see them as they are because very few things are all good or all bad. And so if you try to attribute one or the other, you're going to miss out on the reality of the good things or the reality of the bad things. So the first step, and I don't know what might be the hardest step, is to remove the judgment from your analysis of a situation. Yeah, this is such a good place for an accountability partner. It's such a great spot to have a friend to just like rely on to be like, oh man, I didn't get that promotion today. It's really derailed my day. I thought, you know, like everything's just gone downhill. I don't know. I'm falling apart that you could rely on to tell you, okay, that's today and we're going to be upset about it and that's okay. But, you know, it's, you don't have to take it to the place where we are judging ourselves for that experience or that, that moment. And that's so very hard. I want to acknowledge how hard that is. And it's hard for me. It's hard for Tova. It is hard for people who have been doing this for like decades and decades. Mm -hmm. This is not easy work. It is not something that you should be judging yourself for. <laughs> like, Don't layer judgment on this. Don't be like, oh, I'm judging myself because I can't stop judging myself. That's like, <laughs> that's something else we all do. Um, it, it is super hard to do this. And that's why I'm suggesting if you have not found an accountability partner um, and you want to start practicing this, find one because this is a great place to start. It People need other people to help them with this, to, to remind them that, hey, you know, this is not a decree of your value as a human being. This is a moment in time that is today. And that takes us, I guess, to our second idea of how you can practice acceptance, how you can work on more acceptance. And that is acknowledging time as a construct. Time 
changes. It changes every second. If you've looked at a clock, you know that. Um, if you exist on this planet, you know that. So time will constantly change. And whatever is true in this moment may or may not be true tomorrow. And it's so uncomfortable, right? Because we want things to be consistent. We want things to stay the same. It makes us more comfortable. It makes us feel secure and solid, but it's just not true. Things change, people change, life changes. And so if we accept today that we did not get the promotion, but tomorrow perhaps we will get a promotion or we'll get a new job offer or we'll start our own company. Any number of things could happen tomorrow that are not happening today. And that is the beauty of acknowledging time and the wonderful thing about acceptance. If you accept what is today, it gives you room to grow in tomorrow. Right. And, you know, by not bringing the, the judgment and you really are able to say, this is, this is just happening right now. It is not forever. It's when you look at something and you judge it and you don't acknowledge that it is just temporary that you can actually get stuck. And so, you know, not only then are you dealing with the reality of maybe not getting that promotion, but you are actually feeling like this feeling is going to last forever. You're judging yourself. And now you're worse off than actual reality would have you be. And I was, I was thinking as you were talking a little bit about taking the judgment out and also this concept of time of a situation where a good friend of mine um, had just had a baby and her baby was actually like one of the best babies I'd ever seen. But she, I mean, it slept all the time. It was amazing. It was like a magic baby. <laughs> right. But, um, but she had different expectations as to what having a baby would be like. And it was because a friend told her something. It was a whole comparisons game. I mean, we could talk about this from a variety of different angles, mm -hmm. but because she felt um, that there was, she was bringing judgment to it, right? So she's like, it should be easier than this. And I'm thinking, man, this sounds pretty easy to me, but cool. It should be easier to this. But then also because it was her first baby, she was maybe three weeks out. So honestly, even the easiest baby, that's a, that's a confusing, busy time. And if you don't have someone coming in to tell you, or you're reading a book, or you get caught up in it saying, yeah, but it gets easier in a week. It actually gets easier tomorrow. Like every day gets easier because, you know, after a week, you've had a baby for a week. Well, when you've had a baby for two weeks, now you've been a mom for twice as long. Like, yay, you know more. And so her feeling of bringing judgment to the situation and then maybe not realizing that every every moment is temporary, right? And and that nap time was awful, but next one will be okay. She once she started to realize these things, it took a huge weight off. I mean, it just lightened her load of going, oh, okay. So it's not actually supposed to be easy. So it's okay the way it is. It's okay, and I'm accepting how it is. And I'm accepting that in a week from now, it'll be easy. When the baby's six weeks old, it'll be a little easier and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, it was, it allowed her to enjoy the moment more actually, and not feel so much pressure to pretend that it should have been a certain way. And so 
It sort of leads us to this next concept of not being so critical to yourself and hard on yourself and, and having unrealistic expectations. And it's a little different than judgment, but it's because with judgment, it might be judging the situation, but this is really how you speak to yourself. And this also takes practice, but we need to speak to ourselves with kindness and compassion and whether the situation is on the scale sliding towards the bad side or sliding towards the good side, we need to try to be kind to, kind to ourselves. Whether it, it means that we have failed, you know, I, I always talk about, um, and I love to remind myself and my children and anyone who will listen that be, failing at something doesn't make you a failure. And if you let your mind start spinning out of control, and not accepting the way things are at that exact moment. If you accept things the way things are at an exact moment, you'll be able to say, okay, I didn't get the promotion. I failed at that, you know, that's okay. It just is what it is. It's no judgment. I just didn't get the promotion. Now I can move on. Whereas if you bring judgment, you bring this concept that it lasts forever. You start being harder on yourself. Now, suddenly you're a failure. Now, what are you going to do? And you you think that you're being uh, real, right? Like I think there's this concept floating out there sometimes that you have to be straight with yourself. And I think sometimes people get confused with being uh, straight with yourself and being like mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's not the same thing. You can be honest and clear about the way things are and not actually be mean to yourself. And that is important. Yeah. And, and just as a side note, you can also do that with other people. <laughs> like, yeah. Speaking of collective empathy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next tool we want to share with you is that, you know, it, and it goes hand in hand with this is the idea that you can find the good whilst accepting the situation. So even if you're in a situation that you're not happy about and that, you know, you're accepting it, but maybe you wish it wasn't that way, but you've accepted, okay, this is my scenario. I didn't get the promotion. You can, um, you can without silver lining everything, cause we're not huge fans of that over here. Um, you can, find the good in it and find ways to look at it that doesn't drag you down, that doesn't bring you into, you know, the darkness of despair and sadness. So that goes, it's a little bit different than judgment because it's also adding an, an element of positivity, um, you know, while keeping, you know, the reality attached to it. You don't, you can't just positive your way out of things. That's not, that's not a real thing. It doesn't work. Um, but you can still see the good and the potential in something. And this is, you know, this is why we talk about acceptance being an acknowledgement of the moment while also understanding that that is your first stepping stone to actually changing things if you want to. That, you know, accepting that this is how it is right now is your stepping stone to changing things if that's what you want to do. When I think not silver lining it, but being, finding the good is, 
is what happens when you are actually paying attention to reality as it is. If you're accepting of reality, there are very few things, and obviously there are, but there are very few things that are all bad, right? Maybe you really wanted that promotion and you are disappointed and you are really sad, but it also means that you don't have to change offices. Your commute isn't longer. Those aren't silver linings. Those are actual good things, (laughs) right? (laughs) Those are genuinely good things. And so if you are approaching things and, and one of the suggestions was also being a little more detached to outcomes, which we've talked about in the past and recognizing I am okay as I am just as I am. If I don't achieve this goal, I will be fine. If I do achieve this goal, I will be fine, but I will be fine no matter what. My happiness is not dependent on certain things. And I think that those concepts are hard, but if you really do work on focusing on the reality of what the situation is, it is easier to see that that is true, that There are very few situations where you can't find the good and genuine good, not, you know, clouds and rainbows and silver linings. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, this is actually a good thing. Yeah. And then with hindsight, oftentimes we can see the silver linings, right? Like the, so there aren't silver linings. There were actually genuinely good things. And maybe that's a whole other conversation about the universe having a plan that you can't, right, know. And, you know, I in one of the studies, they were talking about holding onto a pencil. And if you're holding onto the pencil so, so tight, um, I don't really know the point of it. It was just, I just had this visual of like holding onto this pencil so tight. It's like holding onto a goal or an outcome or a situation so tightly that you can't see reality, which might mean, there's a better outcome. There's a better situation that's happening. You can't see the forest through the trees because you're so focused on one thing that you're forgetting what the actual reality is. Yeah. And it, it's, it's the case that if you can't, you know, you can't, if you can't accept it, if you can't acknowledge that, you know, the reality is the reality, then you've, sort of wandered into this alternative universe, right? And so at that point, I don't know how you actually move forward. You're just sort of stuck in this, like you're gripping so hard to the outcome that you wanted. You're gripping so hard to this alternative life you're you're envisioning and it's not actually happening. And you, you can't possibly be happy or content if if you're not if you know, if you're not attaining that outcome that you wanted because you've attached so much meaning to it. And so, you know, if you're at that point, you, you know, we would suggest perhaps practicing letting go. And that is our, our final (laughs) suggestion (laughs) on how to practice acceptance. And that is, you know, working towards letting, just letting go a little bit, little by little, pull your finger off the pencil or let go of your grip on, what you thought your life would be in favor of what it is. And then you can move towards, you know, what you want it to be, not what it should be or what you expected it to be. You know, if you start to let go of that, you know, 
that death grip on what you, you know, what you're expecting it to be or the outcome that you want or whatever, whatever it is you're thinking in your brain that it should be. And you start to accept, this is where I'm at. This is the job I have. I didn't get the promotion. My marriage is just so, so, cause I don't have time cause I'm working so hard to get this promotion and I'm not where I want to be. Uh, if you start to accept that that's happening and you start to let go of the outcome, I mean, I think Tova and I will both, will both argue that the universe will start to listen to you and hear what you're saying, but also you will have more capacity to make change, more capacity to move forward in a meaningful direction. Yeah. You know, I kept thinking of the words and the concept of pretending and how it's fun to play when you're a kid, right? And you're, I mean, it's fun to play even when you're not a kid, but like playing and pretending. But the fact is, if you're not attuned to reality, you could be pretending that things are worse than they are, mm. which is no fun. That's not good. You could be pretending that things are better than they are, which might be good for, you know, the fun of it for a little bit, but it's going to catch up to you. And it means that you can't make the genuine effort to actually make things good. And so you can pretend to the way things you want them to be, or you think they should be, but it is not going to get you truly to where you, where you want to go. And I think that Riley and I have had both the experience and we're not the only ones when we let go of the outcomes, when we let go of holding on to something so tightly, what the world or the universe or God or whatever you want to call it has in store for you is even better than what you were holding on to. And that might be right now, you might be thinking, oh, okay, Tova. And that's okay. That's cool. You know, we're, we're all at sort of different places and on different paths. But when we're holding on to something so tightly because we think it should be, it often keeps us from where our life could be and what we could be doing. And that is where there's kind of some excitement there. And then I would just say one more thing, because um, time is passing, um, that we focused on ourselves a lot in this conversation and how you can practice acceptance with yourself. But the same process can be said for when you are working on accepting other people as they are. You can't truly accept someone else if you are bringing judgment to it, if you are bringing the shoulds, if you're pretending they aren't who they really are, or if you're pretending they're better, right? We, you always know, I mean, there are people we put on a, on a high horse or on the, the stallion or I can't think of it, but you know what I'm talking about here. Everybody's tracking with me, but there are people you put up there. And then if they fall off now, suddenly you're like, wait a minute. You were supposed to be up there. I was holding you high on a pedestal. There we go. And the same is for the other way. If, if you're judging people and thinking them worse, you never give them the space to be who they are or do wonderful things in your life. And so while we didn't focus on other people, everything we said today 
as it pertains to yourself can be said as you're relating to family, friends, and the world as a whole. So with that, we're going to our homework. Yes, homework time. Awesome. So we, um, like I said, spoiler alert to what Riley had said, um, we are going to be asking you to do some journaling. And we have a couple prompts. And as always, we don't expect you to pull your car over and write these down. We, we expect you to come back to our resources page, find the journal prompts at our website, and then you'll be able to access them and get to journaling. So we were suggesting that look back, and we're not always for looking back, but in this case, it's a way to kind of have a judgment-free zone when it comes to acceptance. Where in your life could you be more accepting, right? Either inwardly to yourself, right? What have you judged of yourself or what, where were you judging yourself in the past? And then where, where could you have been more accepting to either the reality of the world or others? And then continue that because that might, that could be a lot of journaling depending on how you're feeling, but think back to a time when you were not accepting. So let's get to the specifics and think how it could have been easier if you had accepted reality sooner, if you had come to terms with what actually was happening and you weren't either pretending everybody else was happy or pretending everybody else was miserable, depending on how you, how you <laughs> approached it. Um, and then see how, and write out some ways that you think you could apply that to your life today. Maybe you did eventually come to accept reality. So think about how you got there and how you could do that with things that are happening in your lives today. We will also be uh, throwing up some meditations on Instagram, probably in our stories when this episode comes out. So after you're listening to this, go over to Instagram and check out some meditations that we're suggesting that can kind of help ground you and start thinking about these things with a kind voice. And if you're up to it, I know this can be super personal. We get that. Share it on social media with us. Let us know what your thoughts are. You can always send us a private message. We are happy to have conversations about this. And if you want to do a deeper dive, you can go onto our website and sign up for some coaching opportunities. And with that, we are going to say so long. Goodbye. We will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.